Welcome to episode 25 of the Press Forward podcast. I'm Nathan Wrigley, and I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast. And if this is your first time listening, it's great that you found us. The Press Forward podcast is created by WP and Up. We're a non-profit working in the WordPress space to help you, your colleagues, in fact anyone. You can find out more about the mission at wpandup.org. On today's podcast, I'm going to be talking to Justin Busa. He's one of the founders of the popular Beaver Builder Page Builder plugin. But before that, there's a little bit of housekeeping. We'd love for you to get involved with WP and Up, and that can be done in multiple ways. You could talk about this podcast on social media, or talk about it on your own website. You could rate us on Apple Podcasts, or you could subscribe to us on your favourite podcast player, which can be done by going to wpandop.org forward slash podcast dash feed. We're also running an awareness campaign throughout October 2019 called hashtag never give up. The services that WP and Up provides are incredibly valuable. They're helping and supporting many people, but they come at a cost. We know that our community needs the support that we provide, but these services come at a cost. Thanks to the likes of Green Geeks and WPMU Dev, we've been able to get to where we are now. But if WP and Op is to continue, we need your help to finance it. You can head to wpandop.org forward slash never give up to find out more about exactly what an organisation like WP and Op costs to maintain. From there, you might like to head over to wpnop.org forward slash donate and donate something yourself. It really does not need to be a lot. Just a few dollars will help us provide phone support or keep our online support community open. So please help us so that we can continue to support the WordPress community. Those URLs again, wpnop.org forward slash never give up and wpnop.org forward slash donate. Thank you. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers an awesome managed web hosting platform that's built for speed, security and scalability whilst being environmentally friendly. Enjoy a better web hosting experience for your WordPress website backed by 24-7 expert support. And we do thank Green Geeks for helping us to put on the Press Forward podcast. So today is another episode which was recorded live in the halls of the Estrel Hotel in Berlin. This was the location of WordCamp Europe in 2019. You're going to be hearing some background noise, as I found it nigh on impossible to keep 3,000 WordPressers quiet. We did many recordings, and most of them have already been released. You can find those in the Press Forward podcast feed at wpandop.org forward slash podcasts. Okay, so on to today's episode. Today, I'm talking with Justin Busa. Justin is one of the founders of the Beaver Builder plugin. I'm sure that you've heard of it, but if you haven't, it's a drag-and-drop interface for building out posts and pages quickly. I've met Justin several times before, and so the conversation flowed freely. 
We talked quite a lot about the plug-in, but also about his company, how it's grown, how it's moved from an office to a distributed model recently, and how all of that actually works. We also chat about Justin's thoughts on the WordPress community, and how he feels that he fits into that, and the role that WPNOP is playing to keep that community healthy. And so, without further ado, I bring you Justin Booser. Right, I'm here today. I'm stood in, I don't know where I'm stood. I'm in the hallway in WordCamp Europe. And uh, this chap just walked up and, and took, the, took the headphones off the mic, uh, put them on his head and said, you know, come on, record me. And, and his name is Justin Busa. Hello. Hey, Nathan. Thanks that's, for having me. That's not what happened, is it? We, no. we, we've scheduled this in. <laughs> How are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing good. I can't be uh, better. I'm really excited to be here um, after, you know, doing all the word camps in the U.S., uh, coming here to see this one. And uh, it's something else. It's amazing. Is this your first Europe word camp? Uh, no, actually, I did London last year. Uh, that was the first one. Um, but this is my first word camp Europe. Yeah, that's I think that's what I was meaning. So do you do you sort of see this as a, a nice chance to get away from the office, drag the team, the, the Beaver Builder team out into a different part of the world and basically have a nice holiday or is there a is there a purpose to this involving beaver building you here to meet and greet and schmooze and all of that yeah a little bit of both actually i could because i brought my wife with me and uh we were able to leave the kids at home so there is a vacation element to it but um with all the camps uh i'm really excited about the people um and get us getting facetime and uh be able to reconnect are you are you good at the whole connecting thing i i i I struggled at the first couple, kind of stood there awkwardly. Uh, no, hoping, I, yeah. I still stand there awkwardly. Yeah, do you? Do you? <laughs> uh, I enjoy it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm definitely an introvert and I have a hard time uh, doing it, but I just force myself and I feel really good about it afterwards. Yeah. So. What do you do? Do you like have a, like a, an opening line that you've kind of adopted or do you just write? go and just get on with it. Yeah, I kind of just go and uh, it's it's like you're on autopilot. Like, uh, you know, sometimes when you're driving your car and you may be thinking about something and then all of a sudden you're where you ended up. And oh, that like, happens to me all the time. You're like, I, w- I wasn't even looking where I, was I looking? Um, I kind of feel like that's how it is once you start to get the conversations going. They just flow um, and you're really in the moment um, and then it's all over and it feels like a whirlwind and I'm, I'm like, did that just happen? Yeah. Did, did, you, did you bring your wife to the actual WordCamp or just bring her on holiday to Berlin? Is she, she going to be going into the talks? Has she got any interest in WordPress at all? No, not really. Um, yeah, I mean, I asked her if she wanted to and I told her she didn't really need to. Um, and, you know, should we come into the after parties? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you met her the other night. <laughs> yeah. and she's looking forward to meeting everyone because I do talk a lot about a lot of people. I mean, I told her about you. I was like, oh man, this great guy from London. Or, well, <laughs> UK, not London. I met you out in London. That's very kind. Yeah, yeah. That's very kind. Um, so here we are, 3,000 people, um, the WordPress community en masse in one space. Do you, do, you, do you sort of think this community is a bit different, a bit special? Are you happy that you chose WordPress all those years back as opposed to, I don't know, Magento or something like that? Well, I guess I don't have a lot to compare it against, but I do think it is special. Um, it's really friendly and inviting. Um, I don't feel, you know, like... The imposter syndrome you get sometimes. Uh, I feel you know very comfortable around a lot of people that I look up to in this community. Um, and it's very inviting, and um, yeah, it's the uh, camaraderie. 
Have you got like a laundry list? Did, did, did you and your team, the guys that came out, did you, did you prepare like a list of, right, these are the things we want to achieve. I want to meet this person, this person, talk to this company, make sure we lock in this deal. Or is it way more laissez-faire than that? Let's just show up and see what happens. Yeah, it's kind of a let's show up and see what happens. But uh, we, we individually, um, I think, have our lists. Um, you know, I, I usually go through the attendees lists, um, you know, start to get excited. Oh, that person's going to be there. That person's going to be there. Um, and so, you know, I'll, we'll have our own little like kind of agendas on like who we want to catch up with. And then also, too, it's just like people we haven't met before um, or that we've only talked to online. That's what's really exciting to me is meeting people that I've only ever seen their avatar. Um, I just got done uh, Puneet from PowerPack. Um, I, you know, we've been working together um, for the last three years because of the work he does with uh, Beaver Builder. Never met him in person. Um, really? Yeah. That's nice. So it's, it's really exciting, you know, to, to put the uh, human elements into it, you know, because we're sitting behind the screen so much. Yeah, we do sit behind the screen an awful lot. It's just nice to get out. I, I'm, I'm looking, I, I'm just enjoying kind of milling about and meeting new people. I'm probably not going to be attending many of the talks. Are you, sure. Have you got any talks penciled in? Um, I was going to play it by ear, but Matt's doing his um, Matt on WordPress uh, at two o'clock. So I've seen the size of the room. I'm, I'm sure it's quite large. It's really big. <laughs> so, I couldn't imagine going up and standing up in front of 3,000 of us. Yeah, but, you and me both. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing. So no, apart from Matt, nothing, no major talk um, agenda. I'll, yeah, I haven't really, uh, yeah, because I guess it's just kind of starting. I haven't really looked at the schedule too hard. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll grab a talk or two over the next day or two. But I do, uh, you know, the hallway track is, is the big one. So so let's talk a bit, little bit about Beaver Builder. How's, how's it going? How's, how is the page builder industry? It's good. It's good. It's, it's wild. You know, I mean, obviously there's been a lot of ups and downs over the last like two years with uh, Gutenberg and everyone, you know, kind of asking us if we were still going to be in business when that launched. Um, but just, you know, the mission hasn't changed. Um, we're helping people um, and we're, we're trying to uh, you know, make it, make their job easier. And that's, that's, we're still, um, we're still succeeding in that, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Is it, is it growing? Have you got a bigger team than since the last time I saw you? Yep. Um, we've just got two new hires this year, actually. Um, our first uh, marketing hire, um, we've, uh, and then a, a new developer who um, is uh, focusing on SaaS for us. So we're getting into the, the SaaS space, which is, I feel like as a company, we're uh, kind of improving our knowledge and uh, proficiency on technologies. Um, rather than, you know, like one person going out and saying, okay, well, you need to learn this. Um, we're just growing the team so the company as a whole can, can have more experience and knowledge in areas. Who's in charge of all the, the sort of hiring and, and all of that business then? When you, when, you, when you think to yourself, okay, we need to get one more person to fill up this role, is that, does that fall on your shoulders or is that Billy or Robbie or somebody else? Uh, the three of us usually kind of tackle that together, but, um, you know, um, we all have our proficiencies. So if it's a developer, usually I'll be more in charge of it and then marketing Robbie and so on uh, and whatnot. And where are these people based? Uh, Anthony's actually kind of close to us. He's in, he's from California. Um, I'm not sure originally, but he was living in Orange County and then now he's in Arizona, just South of California. Um, and then Fred is actually, he's, uh, just a half an hour away from me in my hometown. Okay. Uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, do you do, do, you, do you have any that are ex United States? I mean, I know that you've got a couple of, well, I know one in the UK. Right. Danny? Two. Two. Yeah. Simon. So, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Simon as well. Anybody anywhere else? So, it's UK, America. And then uh, we have four in the Philippines. Um, ben, uh, who you may have heard of, was actually our first hire. Um, we were still doing client service work back then, even. Um, so, that's exciting that he's still on the team. And then we, we ended up hiring his brother. 
Um, and then we had two other hires out in the Philippines that are still with us as well. How do you manage that? You know, the, the, I think that the, the, the word that people use now, everybody used to talk about remote working and now it's distributed teams. How do you manage all of this stuff? How do you get work done? What, what are your tools of choice? Are you sure. in Slack or? Uh, yeah, I mean, mainly Slack, to be honest. Um, we do a lot of Zoom calls, but I think we also try and be careful with those because they can turn into kind of, you know, your like if we were all in the physical office and we were just having boardroom meetings every day, all day, um, then, you know, there's they kind of interrupt getting the work done. Um, but yeah, Slack, and we're really good about that. We have, you know, all the channels set up appropriately and you know, different uh, um, private channels for different teams and things like that. Would you, would you say that your employees are your friends? Do you get along on a sort of friendly level? Do you do sort of social events? And in fact, do you, I know that Automatic with a, a, an amazing 900 employees, I think they try to put them all in one place yeah. at the same time. Do you, do you do any of that? Do you all meet up actually in the real world ever? We haven't done a full company meetup, though we've wanted to, but it's just like the logistics. Um, no one's ever really said, okay, I'm going to take that on and make it happen. Although Robbie did say recently, um, so if he's listening, you know, that he, I'm like, you said um, <laughs> that he's, he's going to do it. Um, but we, what our strategy has been, though, is to the different parts of the world, like Robbie and I went to London um, last year for the WordCamp. So the London um, team came out. Uh, Robbie's in Philippines and did uh, WordCamp out there with the, Philippine, uh, the team from the Philippines. And then uh, WordCamp US, usually uh, people from the States will come to that with us. So we've, we've kind of made it a point to try and connect with the team that way. Um, to your question about being friends though, absolutely. Oh, nice. Um, you know, um, Corey Miller, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. Yeah, I've spoken to him a couple of times, yeah. Yeah, um, we, we uh, early on, uh, when we were just starting out with Beaver Builder, we got a lot of good advice from him. And one of the things he really drove home was company culture. Um, so we've really made it a point to uh, focus on company culture. And, um, you know, for us, it, it kind of trickles down from how we are, you know, just kind of being relaxed and um, not a lot of pressure, um, you know, friendly environment. <clears throat> But we, uh, yeah, we definitely have fun, even though we're all just in Slack. One of our big things that we do is we, uh, you know, make uh, Photoshop memes of each other. Oh, nice. Um, so there was actually one in Slack, I think maybe yesterday or the day before that uh, Danny had made um, where, you know, I, I was looking like the German guy with the uh, suspenders on and the big Stein and all that. <laughs> Lederhosen. But, yeah, but with my face. So yeah. <laughs> we got a lot of that going on. So it's a nice culture. You're happy with the team that you've got. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And do you, do you see... Do you see more hires in the future? Is Does it look like rosy, the future for Beaver Builder? You know, are you, are you planning to be around in five years' time? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you can't predict it. I mean, I wish I could. Um, probably sleep a little better at night. But, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, no, everything's looking good. Um, I definitely see more hires in the future, but our, our approach has always been to hire as we need, uh, need to, not, like, you know, specifically say, okay, well, we're just going to hire a bunch of people so we can just start to do more stuff. Um, it's more like we kind of figure things out and then say, okay, this is who we need for this role and that kind of thing. So do you, do you consider like, this is going to be the wrong word cause it's, cause the reality is it's born out of a lot of hard work, but do you ever sort of take stock of your life and, um, like pinch yourself and think, wow, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I get to travel and I get to work, I mean, from home and I'm in charge of a team building something inside of a great community. Do you ever sort of get that moment of. Well, this is cool. My life's really nice. <laughs> yeah, every day, actually. Um, it's, it's still surreal. I, I can't believe it, even to be honest. Like, yeah, absolutely. It's amazing. I just think, I, I, you know, the, the, the people that I talk to, 
very often it's plug-in theme people and you know they're making they're making a living so word so that there's the internet and then there's wordpress in the internet and then within wordpress there's page builders and there's a handful of those and yet everybody can make their their their, their in you know they can make a living out of the, the little niche that they've got and it's pretty amazing yeah it is i mean especially when you think of like you know the whole pie scenario it's just such a big pie in the wordpress yeah, yeah. space there's a lot of room for a lot of people to do a lot of things yeah so. have you got any nice plans for beaver builder in the next year any fun things coming around the corner um you know nothing that i can like concretely talk about because we're experimenting kind of an experimental phase maybe i guess you'd say um i mean beaver builder as it is today we're, we're still um you know working on improvements and stuff we gotta just released a couple and um, like an alpha release with some new features and um that'll continue um but in terms of like big innovations we're um well, it is exciting. We're getting into SaaS, um, you know, something I can talk about where... Um, yeah, tell us more. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm interested in that. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard because, you know, when people ask, well, what does it do? We're like, well, it doesn't really do anything right now. Um, but, <laughs> you know, I kind of would attribute it to you can't build a house without laying the foundation first. Um, and that's really what we're focusing on. As a company, we weren't proficient in the technologies that you need to be proficient in to build this kind of software. Um, so, you know, we've hired and we're working with actually another company that's proficient in SaaS and we're, uh, building a platform. Um, what that platform is going to allow us to do is a lot of cool things with, you know, the cloud. Is it, uh, is this assistant? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Assistant is kind of the gateway, um, to the SaaS. It's almost like a jetpack model. If you think about it, um, you know, assistant, the plugin and the repo on its own, um, will, um, provide value and it's a feature set. Um, but once you connect to the SaaS, uh, to the cloud, your account. Um, that's where we can start to try out a lot of interesting ideas. And the reason we're doing this is because we have so many ideas. Um, you know, again, hard to talk about because they're all like kind of hypothetical right now. I'd, I'd just be tripping over myself. Um, but backtracking in two weeks time. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, just not making a whole lot of sense. But, um, you know, the, the goal is with this is that we can start to try a lot of different interesting things. You know, some things may not work. People may be like, oh, well, they just don't catch on and some things may. Um, and, but we're, it still revolves around like our core user, which has always been like uh, professionals. Um, we do have some crossover, obviously, with like DIYers and like, you know, people that want to do it themselves. But um, we've always been focused on the creative professionals. And so that's kind of the features that we're looking at is like, okay, where can we add value to people that are doing this every day? Uh, what are the pain points? things like that do you put in a sort of 12 like an eight hour day do you get up monday to friday and like i'm doing beaver builder from nine until five or do you is your work like random and sporadic and you just fit it in it's gotten uh it's gotten a lot more structured over the last year i used to be um i have some unhealthy work habits where uh, which didn't really bother me because i'm self-employed and because i'm you know in the position i am i can decide when i want to work but i would you know, have days on end where, you know, they were a lot more than eight hour days. And then maybe, you know, the next week I would barely even work. Um, so I'd go kind of like in sprints, if you will. Um, but I've been a lot more structured about it recently where I'll wake up and I'll have my morning routine and then maybe I'll do like a three or four hour stint and then I'll take a break and maybe go exercise or read a book or something. And then I'll have a half an hour or not half hour uh, afternoon where then that's more of like communicating with the team and emails and things like that. But if I do any development work, it's usually in the morning where even maybe I'll set myself away in Slack and I can just have three or four hours where I'm just focused on like that project. Did, did you, have you adopt this more conventional working hour approach? Have you done that because 
it, I don't know, the, it wasn't working out or you needed to give time back to the family or something like that? Yeah, I mean, definitely giving time back to the family. But I think it was just for my own, like, feeling good. Um, you know, I was kind of getting burnt out. Um, and I just, yeah, I was, you know, like, uh, doing things outside of your, uh, your work life feels good. And then I'm realizing that it translates back into the work life. When you're feeling good, then you can be more productive. Um, you know, I'd, I'd stay up late a lot and be like, oh, you know, I just got to finish this one feature, even though it's one in the morning. And then you're just worthless the next day. Um, if, you know, now and then I will still get on the computer at night, um, but I'll give myself a time limit. Like, uh, you know, if I'm just got Netflix on or something and my wife's sitting there and the kids are in bed and we're just on the couch, I got my laptop open. I'll be like, all right, let's see what I can do in an hour. But after that, shut the laptop. I don't care if it's done or it's broken or whatever. We'll look at it tomorrow. It's interesting. I think in this, in this day and age, and this is one of the WP and up things, you know, that, that we're all kind of learning those, we're all making those same mistakes. You know, we're staying up at the, the well, not everybody clearly, because you've, you've kind of fixed it in your own life by the sounds of it, you know, staying up late, doing things that are not necessarily great for us, not getting enough sleep, checking Facebook too often, getting all caught up in the social whirlwind and, and all of that. But you're happy. It's made you a happier person having this sort of norm, normal structure in your week. Yeah, exactly. And again, like I said, too, we're remote workers. So, I mean, you know, in any given week, uh, I could just throw it all the wind and decide to, you know, do it differently or sleep in late or whatever. But for the most part, I do like to have my routine. It allows me time to focus on my hobbies, too. I've, I picked up a guitar again after, like, 10 oh, years. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, How's that going? Good. You know, I, I, I'll still feel never probably in my entire life feel like I'm any good at it. But, um, you know, just having some, giving, allowing myself some time to dedicate to those type of things, um, it just brings you joy, and it kind of, I think, fills up your soul. And then, you know, that translates back into better yeah, work, I think. Yeah, that's great. I, I made a commitment to myself about 18 months ago to play the guitar more. Oh, nice. Well, no, failure. Complete and oh. utter failure. <laughs> I went for, like, three guitar lessons because I thought, okay, that'll be a good idea. Have some lessons. And, and then something happened. The, the routine got broken. For some reason, I couldn't go to the fourth lesson. And that was it. It, just, it all just ground to a halt. But I know exactly what you mean. I've kind of developed other things that I like to do. But, yeah, the guitar, oh, that would be really nice. Now, speaking of working remotely i'm interested in your side of things i spoke to robbie uh the other day yeah so robbie's been been working pretty remotely how's that how's that going for you are you is it like the beaver builder guys that's cool go robbie do it you know enjoy go around the world and enjoy yourself or is that that presented challenges for you because he's not there and in the u.s all the time no i mean it wouldn't be any challenges i mean the time zones got tricky but aside from that i mean it's kind of business as usual since we are already distributed when he's in the states um it was sad when we lo the three of us started with an office together so that was kind of sad to, to have to go remote um but yeah no works out great I, I mean i kudos to him uh i've done you know my fair bit of traveling not that much um and but usually when i travel i'm a little bit more unplugged because it's not for such an extensive period of time but you know since he he'll be gone for you know a month or two at a time um you know at some point you have to actually like focus and uh he you know he does a good job at it i feel like it would be a lot harder for me to do the the nomad lifestyle i mean the, there's the remote work lifestyle but then there's that nomad lifestyle that like i think you really got to be disciplined uh, to do that one i i totally couldn't do it i would yeah. i would i would always pick the beach instead yeah. of the laptop yeah beach laptop beach laptop yeah, I'll go for the go for the beach yeah, again. Same here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It's amazing that he's got the skill to do that. So let's just talk about like Word WordPress and Word WordPress community and all that. Do you um, do you regard people in this space in this event? Do you, do you, have you got like real friends here apart from like Robbie and stuff? Do you regard people in 
in the WordPress community as your, your actual friends? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, you know, there's obviously a lot of acquaintances because you only see each other uh, every so often um, and you do some communication online. But I think there's some people that I've definitely gotten close with, um, you know, I mean, yourself included. You know, I mean, I'm, you know, I, whenever you, you light up when you see somebody, you know, that's that's a good feeling. Um, and I get that from a lot of people in the WordPress community. I'm excited to see them. It does puzzle me how, how that can happen, because I remember going back years, you know, the whole online dating thing started. And I remember very cynically thinking that can't work. You know, these people have never met in the real world. And I, I because because the Internet was a new thing, I kind of incorrectly assumed that actually friendships have to be forged in with, I don't know, with seeing people being in the same space. And I was completely wrong. Absolutely 100 percent wrong, because like over there is a couple of guys. I mean, you can see them. There's Dan and there's uh, there's Paul. They're, they're like. They're like my actual real mates now. So much so that WordPress has kind of replaced... A lot of the people that I used to hang out with, I kind of hang out with far less. So my real-world friends have kind of changed. And now I'm spending a lot more time with these guys from the WordPress community. So you've built actual friendships yeah. in the community. Yeah, I'd say so. Absolutely. I mean, you know, people that you can come with and, um, you know, you don't have that kind of like awkward like silence when you, you just jump right into a conversation with them you know it's like a old pair of shoes as they say it's weird isn't it yeah I, I was i was very very skeptical like i said that this could happen and now well it's definitely happened um yeah are you planning on sort of like tr this is going to sound contrived and a bit silly but do you do you plan to come to these events to kind of make new friends do you, do you are you wanting to meet new people or are you happy to meet the, the the collection that you've already met over and over again no absolutely i mean i think that's one of the goals like we you know talked about earlier and like do we have an agenda and you know i'm like well it's pretty loose but that you know i would almost personally see that as like a measure of success for the event if i've met a few new people um, you know, both for the business and then just me personally, you know, kind of branching out of my, you know, getting out of my shell. Yeah. Where do you take it then? So let's say, for example, that you meet somebody at this event. How do you, how do you keep that going? Are you like, do you communicate with people on Facebook or, you know, I don't know, the actual old fashioned phone or is it email or? Um, I used to, I don't do it so much anymore, but I used to make it a point to, um, do like an email follow-up after events. And just, you know, give them like a personal, like, you know, nice to meet you and all that kind of stuff. Um, and now it's more just kind of organic online on social. I, but I'm terrible on social. Um, uh, so uh, I don't mean, yeah, you're terrible on social. I mean, yeah, I'm terrible on social. <laughs> I'm as just well. it's, you know, it, social has gotten uh, just a little bit overwhelming. So sometimes I just like stay away from it. And then I'm like, oh, you know, I want to connect with these people. Um, you know, like I set up a Twitter account thinking I was going to do Twitter and then I didn't. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do Twitter. I actually had to get somebody the other day to explain to me how to look at replies. Oh, yeah. I literally yeah. did yeah. not know because I needed to know that somebody had replied and I, 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 was, I had to be t taught how yeah. to do it. I'm pretty terrible. I should probably dwell on the, um, the sort of the, the nature of this charity. Um, do you know about what we're doing? Yeah, I follow you guys on, okay. on social, so, yeah, so i definitely kept up on it. I don't know if this is anything that you identify with, but with the, the idea is that you know, people who, well, there's, there's obviously no statistical measure of this which is accurate, but it, I, I, there is a connection between people who work on computers all day long and sort of isolation, let's say. You know, yep. people, they struggle with that sort of stuff. And so we, we're coming to these events hoping to promote this charity, get it, get it more widely recognized so that people can come to the charity and receive some free support in return. Nice. Um, yeah, it's interesting. We're at the phase where 
we've kind of mapped out all the things that sort of need to happen. It's a non-profit. Is that what you call it? A non-profit? Yeah. We call it a charity. So it's probably the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and we're now at the point where we want to be able to actually offer this stuff. So if you, if you phone up or you send in an email or something, we can then turn around and, and match you up with somebody. So if it's a problem with your business, you know, you don't, you're not sure about how to, I don't know, file your tax return or something like that. We can maybe hook you up with somebody who knows about that. But if it's more, uh, you know, mental health, say, we can hook you up with somebody who's maybe done something similar before. You ever, ever, ever gone, any, gone through any of those sort of issues before? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, I could probably sit here for another 45 minutes and talk about it. But, you know, I mean, I did touch on it a little bit when we were talking, you know, with like the, the, the schedule and the hobbies and things like that. But uh, um, remote work, you know, I think it's been probably about three and a half almost four years now since uh, I was working in an office with the guys. Um, the first year was fantastic. You know, just the kind of the, the freedom and, you know, just the, it's easy. You don't have a commute. Although I didn't really have a commute before, but, um, you know, going from your bed to your desk in the house is pretty quick. Um, but I think as time went on, I definitely was feeling the isolation. And, uh, you know, we're all doing the remote work thing. So I can kind of imagine that everyone doing it at some point probably, or a lot of people probably feel that. And it, I felt, we, I felt weird saying that I was feeling isolation cause I do have my wife and two kids at home and my wife's a, a stay at home mom, but, uh, it's just that connection with other people. Um, it's, you know, you type a few things on Slack and then you're done. Whereas if you're in the office together, you know, you can like lean over and say something or, you know, step into someone's office and, um, just a lot more, you know, in-person camaraderie. So I de- definitely had to deal with that. Um, uh, probably still dealing with that, to be honest. Like one of my goals was to go to more meetups in my hometown and I've kind of failed at that. Uh, <laughs> like me with the guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, definitely focusing on myself, um, and trying to get better habits is like started to make me feel better. Where, where have you, like, I, I find, I find it's really easy to identify in my own life what my problems are. But finding the answer is much more difficult. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, where do, you, where do you go to look for the, the solution to these things? Uh, let's see. I guess, you know, some of it seems like it's common sense, um, but maybe not so much. Like the simple answer is never really the simplest or, or whatever. But, you know, I do a lot of reading online. Um, like I'll even Google stuff, like the simple like questions, like, you know. Um, but... I, you know, I, I, I hear certain things, you know, like uh, one thing that stuck with me recently, I forget where I heard it, but it was like a mind, body, spirit, and trying to um, focus on those three things. Um, and so just to like kind of like a better myself and like how, like make sure I'm as good as I can be and like be like the most, you know, the, the best version of myself. I think we all know what we want inside, like the best version of ourselves looks like. And sometimes maybe we know that we aren't achieving that and that can bring us down a little bit. Um, so that's what I've been kind of focusing on. Like once I heard that, it's like, all right, mind, I need to start reading more books. Um, you know, I read something that said, you know, branch out of your, your skill set in your industry, like read things that are going to introduce you to new concepts and ideas beyond what you do every day. Um, body, I've been trying to be more active. I mean, for me, it's been, uh, just, you know, your typical gym type stuff, but I think for anybody, it could really just be going on hikes or walks, or if there's this particular, particular sport you like but it makes you feel good, you know, like uh, brain chemistry and all that kind of stuff starts to really activate when you're being more active versus sitting in front of the computer for, you know, eight, 10, 12 hours or something. Uh, it's going to weigh on you. 
Yeah, I, I could, well, and frequently do sit on the computer for eight, 10, 12 hours. And I, I don't really spot it in myself, but I, I think the sort of cumulative effect of that is, it, you know, it's not a happy, it's not a happy Nathan. Yeah, it kind of drags you down a little yeah. bit, even if you're not like completely bummed out. Yeah. Like, you know, you could just be more invigorated, I guess, type of thing. And to be honest, you know, I've been thinking about, you know, the whole thing of, you know, we're, we're like blessed to be on this planet. We only, you know, at this period of time where there's so much prosperity and all that kind of stuff too, like I want to be able to take advantage of all of it, not just, you know, wake up one day and be, you know, towards the end and be like, wow, I, you know, looking at that computer for 10 hours a day was uh, really, really awesome. I did 12, 12 years of looking at the computer for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah where did life go? Yeah. So it's a lot of balance because, you know, it can't, we, like you were saying, you know, I'd love to just choose the beach every day, but that's, uh, you know, that's not like a reality. So it's a lot of balance and making sure it just, and it's, it's probably going to be a lot. No one's ever going to completely figure it out. It's like a lifelong, like you just kind of got to look in the mirror and be like, okay, how am I doing? Do I need to make some adjustments or, or whatnot? So. It's, it's easy. Like I said, it's easy to be introspective and find the problems and the answers are yeah, difficult. How about growing the business? Does that side of things, it, like, does that keep you awake at night? You know, now that you've got payroll and people that re- require, require your, your plugin to be successful because that's, that's their job. Yeah. Um, I've come, I've made peace with that because we're like, uh, Beaver Real just had like a five years uh, anniversary and then we were doing the client services stuff for like three, four years before that. Um, so yeah, I mean like definitely a lot of stress and like worry, you know, just about keeping the lights on and like, you know, we, we got to make sure we're successful now because you know, we, people depend on us, like not only our customers, but also our employees. Um, but I think over time I've just kind of like made peace with like, you know, I can't control a lot of this. Um, so, um, it's not that I don't worry about it cause I do, I have to be on top of it, but, uh, I just don't let it affect me or bring me down as much. But there's no, there's no strategy. You, is it literally, you just don't look at that stuff and kind of make sure that, you know, at the end of the month, it's one quick look. It's all right. Everything's fine. We're- no, no. I mean, definitely. Yeah. Look at it. Um, for sure. Uh, it's, yeah. Like I said, it's not that I don't pay attention to it. I think it's just experience. It's like having gone through it so much that at some point, uh, I, something changed, you know, I didn't choose. Uh, so I, I, that's probably not helpful. It's probably, it sounds like I'm telling people like, you're just going to have to go through it for a few years and you'll get, you'll get through it. No, because some people just have a, they've got a different kind of, um, we call it blue touch paper. You know, the thing which you like the firework, that yeah. thing. Some people have a different thing that it sends them off and, you know, it might be easy to cope with the, the struggles and the strains of growing a business, but it, you know, you might struggle with, I don't know, sleep or something, but equally, you know, you might not struggle with sleep, but struggle with growing your business and all of those kind of things. And it turns out that every single one of us has got a different problem. And that's, that's what this charity is trying to do. It's trying to figure out where to put that support. We did a, we did a survey hmm, about, it ended about, I don't know, let's say a month ago or something. And we got, I think 1500 WordPress people oh, nice. from all kind of walks of life filled it out. And the, the questions were, although there was no personal data taken, you know, the, the, the nature of the questions was, was quite personal. You had to, if you wanted to complete it, you had to sort of t- t- tell us about w- what was going on in your life. Um, and the, the data that came out of that was, was really interesting. And in some ways, a little bit troublesome, you know, worrying. Right. A lot of people, um, yeah, really, really in this industry struggle with all sorts of, you know, dark thoughts and, and what have you. I'm, I feel slightly blessed that I don't have to deal with that too much. Right. But right. I know there's a lot of people that do. So, yeah. 
Yeah, it's like the the iceberg thing where you know you see everything on top, but there's all this That's stuff. Corey Miller again. Yeah, Cor- yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely influenced. He's actually him. one of the trustees. Oh no, kidding. Yeah, he's one of the trustees of the charity. I think I don't know if I, I don't know if that'll ever get onto the airwaves because I don't know if that's public knowledge yet. But he has oh, he has nice. signed up, and I did a did a podcast with him talking about exactly that. You know, the iceberg thing. Yep. You know, here's what the public sees. This sort of polished nice version of myself and yet underneath there's all this stuff lurking and it's dark and it's it's difficult yeah and i think hearing that helped me to realize that when i see a lot of stuff online and like oh i'm not you know like as successful or or you know these you ever you just i realize that there's more to it you know when i see these things and not not to read so much into it because there's you know there's always more to it that you're not seeing online do do you have you in the past judged yourself against other like similar products shall we say do you do a bit of that yeah oh yeah yeah. oh yeah 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 absolutely i mean i I, and again it comes with like i just having gone through it for so long that now i don't worry about it as much and i'm really like focusing on like what's our mission rather than like trying to compare myself to someone else i mean it's the same with just people outside of work right if you know if i'm looking online and i'm like oh wow these people are all attractive i'm not attractive like you know don't worry about everyone else worry about you and uh then you know good things will happen because Nothing's going to happen if you don't do anything. So, did you ever have you ever pivoted Beaver Builder? I've got this sort of notion that in in you've kind of decided to make it more of a focus towards professionals. That's the word I'm going to use. Word for professionals. Is is that have I got that about right? Is that where you're aiming the product out more now? Yeah, and no, I don't think we've ever decided to pivot Beaver Builder. Um, that's just because like it's our professionals is like what we know, and the people we've hired also know that too. So it's just like the company as a whole kind of understands that. Um, I think if we did want to pivot, we'd have to you know, bring in some other expertise and it's better to stick with what you know, really. Do you, are you happy with it? Do you like it when you look at Beaver? But when you open it up, you like, do, do, you, do you ever use it? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, not as much anymore. <laughs> That's um, a stupid question. Yeah. But, you know, do you ever actually build a website and try to, try to use the menus and see what works and you know, what needs a tweak? A lot of times I'll actually, um, when I'm doing testing, I'll go try and uh, rebuild uh, popular pages like Spotify's homepage or uh, I did uh, uh, WordPress.org one time as a joke just to, you know, I was like, oh, well, you can do this with Beaver Builder too. Um, but yeah, so a lot of that these days, since we're not doing client work anymore, um, we do have our own properties that we work on too. Um, but since I, I used to do a lot of design work, um, and then I focused on code and now just, I, I lost that muscle. I never flexed it for years. So yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but when you come to an event like this, well, actually, no, let me go back to that first question. Do you like it? Are you like proud of yourself? You know, when you look at what, what has come, you know, five years ago. I don't know what the number is, a number of years ago when Beaver Builder didn't exist uh, to now. And I know that nobody likes to say, oh, I'm proud because it's a weird thing. But are you? Do you, are you happy with it? Do you look at it and go, that's cool. We did a cool thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at the same time, too, though, I, I do still like have like a lot of imposter syndrome. So I'm like, you know, like, oh, I'm not as important as the next guy. Um, but, you know, on, on the yeah, absolutely. Um, it's exciting to come here and it's exciting to come here too and meet people that have like used Beaver Builder and that are like super grateful. Um, that's just really humbling. Do you get that? Do you get people coming up and just giving you the story of how they've used it? And Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so nice. It's, it's the, the weirdest thing, you know, because I just feel like, you know, I'm an introvert. So I'm like, oh, I, I don't want, you know, praise. Um, yeah, we and, just do it. It's, it's my job. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's super cool to see. I mean, it, that's I think helps remind me like what we're doing and what our mission is is like helping people. I mean, it's an amazing product. I use it all the time. Thanks. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you feel proud. <laughs> I love Beaver Builder. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. It's a bit awkward. <laughs> yeah. Right. Should we should we knock it on the head as as we say? Sure. Absolutely. Thank you, Justin Busa from Beaver Builder. Thanks for having me, Nathan. One of the purposes of the Press Forward podcast is to lift the lid on topics that don't get talked about enough, to allow people to share their stories so that others might listen, and by listening, they may gain an understanding that they're not alone. There are other people out there who have faced the same situations that you are facing. They have found a way through and can offer support to you on your journey. Maybe that person's already in your life, but they might not be, and that's what WPNOP is here for, to connect you with the support that you need. If you can help WPNOP with a donation, then please visit wpnop.org forward slash donate. The Press Forward podcast is brought to you today by Green Geeks. Green Geeks offers a specially engineered platform that gives WordPress users web hosting that is designed to be the fastest, most secure and scalable hosting available in multiple data centers. Their WordPress hosting makes deploying and managing WordPress websites easy with automatic one-click install, managed updates, real-time security protection, SSD RAID 10 storage arrays, power cacher and expert help 24-7 to make for the best web hosting experience. And we do thank Green Geeks for their support of the Press Forward podcast. Right, that's it for this week. Please let us know if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're finding it useful or helpful. You can reach out to us at wpnop.org forward slash contact and you can donate at forward slash give. Remember, there's a serious point to all of this and that is that WPNOP is here to provide help and support. That help is available to you or the people you know and can be easily accessed at the wpnop.org website. Please spread the word about this podcast, tell your friends and subscribe on your favourite podcast player. And remember that together we can hashtag press forward. Press forward.